Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And a good Saturday morning, a chilly Saturday morning. And we're not at St. Hubert's Cathedral, but we are on the North Shore. We are at Marsh and Bayou Outfitters pre-fling, pre-spring fling sale and celebration got lots of things going on here we'll be telling you all about it throughout the day uh, if you're going fishing this morning whether you hear the weather report you might want to delay your trip make a stop by here first or stop by after your trip on the way back home joining me is ben tiblier he's one of the owners here at marsh and bayou a lot of people know marsh and bayou magazine their website been around for years do a great job uh covering on the fishing and hunting scene in south louisiana ben you guys got into this retail business you got a beautiful store here we're on Florida Street, the main drag in Mandeville. Tell us a little bit about your store. What do you have here? We do uh, rod and reel repair. We do, you know, we obviously sell tackle inshore, offshore, uh, fly fishing. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good time. We have a lot of apparel. We have still our own apparel that we had down in the French Quarter. You know, if people remember, we had that store in the French Quarter for a little over six years. And then, obviously, COVID came and hurt the tourism business. So what we did was we just picked up and moved over here. And here we are. Great. Well, tell us about some of the things that are going on here today. I know we got some prizes. People are invited to stop by here in the store and register to win. So there's some draw prizes, just some goodies for people who stop in. Yeah, some door prizes we have is, you know, we have our, some boiling paddles, our crew paddles, Martian Bayou crew. Uh, boiling paddles. We have, obviously, your, the, the frame print. Um, we have some hoodies that we're giving away, door prizes, some hats. And then, you know, we'll have just a wide variety of tackle and things like that will be given a little away. bit some refreshments coming a little bit later oh too. yeah we have adam from uh aquista paces coming Ooh, and he's yeah. going to be doing a little a uh, little tasting and then now, we, what will we be tasting <laughs> with that uh, well, i don't know what adam's <laughs> going to bring i'm sure it'll be it'll be pretty delicious uh we also have um nola roast coming out and they're going to be doing coffee and hot cocoa this morning so uh yeah it's going to be a going to be a fun day. And store's going to be open till what time today? Uh, we are open from 9 to 5 today. All right, come on by and see Ben and his crew here. I'll be here broadcasting and here throughout the morning. We'll come by and say hello and uh, take advantage of some of these super deals. You got just about everything in the store marked down. Yeah, we really do. You know, it's it's one of those things coming, you know, January and February are a little slow in our industry, but uh come March and April it starts rocking and rolling. So we're getting ready for that time and right now is a great time to come stock up on Anything from soft baits and sunglasses, coolers, rod and reel combos, we have it all. Well, you got information, and it's free today because you got a lot of captains coming out here. Some of the charter guides that will be here. We do. We have Justin Bowles coming out. We have Captain Andy with Wicked Fishing coming out. Um, yeah, we have a – I'm trying to think of all Phil the – Phil Logan with the kayaks. Uh, yeah, yeah, Phil, Phil will be here. Phil will definitely be here. Um, he'll probably be here any minute. You never know him. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he'll be out here talking about his kayaks and his trips and Zook rods as well. So 
Yeah, also, some special things for fly fishermen. You guys are one of the few places that have a full line of fly tackle and gear and also some tying instructions. We do. We're, we're going to have uh, Chris with um, Dirty Loaf. He, he's a fly tire, and he comes out, and he ties some of the prettiest flies around. He'll be here uh, probably about 11 o'clock, and he's going to be tying flies for us. And, yeah, we have a full fly section. We have a fly table with flies that will catch brim bass, all the way up to big redfish and yeah, I picked poppers. up some here uh, during the summer and caught some uh, nice speckled trout underneath the lights with some of those on a fly rod. A lot of fun. Uh, well, Dennis Brotwood Grundens, he's going to be out here too. You know, I think Dennis is hunting. Oh, Dennis, come on, man. Yeah, that's well, maybe he'll stop by after the hunt. I he's hope not he far does. away. Captain Casey Bruning and David Captain, Alfonso. They will yeah. both. They will absolutely both be here. Very good. All right, so there it is. Stage is set. Come on by and here and see Ben and Chris and the gang at Marsh and Bayou. I'll be here uh, also right after the radio show. Be here a little while. Love to meet you. Come on out here. If you want to send us a text this morning, our text line is open at five zero four. Two six zero one eight seventy. I see. I got several messages now. People are not headed out to the blinds in the water just yet, and I don't blame them. All right, forecast. We'll be back with that. Also, Robbie Campos down in Shell Beach got a full St. Bernard fishing report for you. Up next, you're listening to the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network from Martian Bayou Outfitters in Mandeville. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, here's your coastal marine forecast. If you're brave enough to head out this morning, <laughs> offshore is out. They're looking at some a gale warning yesterday and north winds 25 to 30 knots, about 10-foot seas. Uh, going to calm down a little bit by tomorrow, but uh, still going to be pretty rough. On the inside, though, I don't know if I've ever seen a forecast with such a big differential between interior lakes and bays and offshore. And they're calling for northwest winds at 5 to 10 on the interior, which isn't bad, moderate chop. Tide range, about 1.1 average. Uh, Mississippi River still a little high, sitting at 9.8 and steady. So there's your forecast. It is cold. It is chilly. If you're going hunting, I understand. If you're going fishing, you might want to wait for some sunshine. Let's talk to Robbie Campo, Shell Beach. He updates us each week on what's happening in St. Bernard Parish. Robbie, what's going on, my friend? You down at the marina with the heater on? Oh, absolutely. It's uh, you know, it's it's 39 degrees right here right now, uh, Don, and it's blowing about anywhere from 16 to 22 miles an hour here this morning out of the north-northwest. Um, but the water is not, you know, extremely low like I thought it was going to be. Uh, but, you know, but you know, it, it, we do have some water uh, this morning. I thought we was going to be, you know, dead, dead rock bottom low, but that, that, seemed, that doesn't seem to be the case. You know, uh, Don, you, you know, even though we had 
you know, we had a terrible week of weather, but um, they still want still guys that went out, still caught some fish. So I, I, I mean, they, they, you know, there's fish out there to be caught. Just do you want to go out there and do it? <laughs> That's a big question. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to do it. I mean, I was like, well, look, guys, you know, I got some real diehards that come around here, you know, and and. I guess if that's just their day to go, it's their day to go. But, man, ain't no way that I'm going out there in this kind of weather. Um, on another note, did kill some ducks. Um, I think, uh, you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with this uh, second split, the way they did it, um, you know, split it twice during the season. Um, it seems like the duck hunters are pretty happy with that. Uh, they, they, they They're killing a lot more ducks this year than they did last year. I'm not saying it's, you know, everybody's limiting, you know, getting their limits or whatever, but they're seeing a lot more birds than they did last year. So that that seems to be working, and hopefully they'll do that again next year from the guys that I spoke with, you know, and uh, everybody seems to be happy with that. So, um, But if you're going to come fishing this morning, man, I I just wait for some – I think I'd wait for daylight to, you know, to make its uh, arrival and just <laughs> – you know, and, and you might want to feel that out before you before you launch that boat. I tell you, it's it's blowing down here, Don. It's and the water's really really dirty. I think today, if you're going to try to go do do some fishing, you're going to have to go get tucked away in some way where you can find some clean water. And you know, I just think that's going to be hard to do. Um, today's probably one of those days where you want to do honeydews and and get that stuff knocked out because there will be better days ahead. Right. Robbie, uh, coming up in the next segment, Keith Lush is going to join me, and he just did a, a survey for southeast Louisiana on the uh, the number of bass that are being caught from fishermen. Some pretty interesting results he got. Uh, what? How has it changed at your marina? You From week to week, you talk about people coming in with some bass. How much change have you seen over the last few years in people bringing in bass along with their specks and reds and sheephead and drum? Well, you know, Don, um, uh, you know, I could tell you as growing up, I grew up here all my whole life. So I, I never, you know, I was a saltwater fisherman. So once once this dam got put in place, um, we started seeing bass. And I tell you, it's 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 made a uh, a big difference around here because not only can you just go out there and go catch some, uh, you know, go catch some trout. You could go you could go fish up in up in the Biloxi Marsh. And I mean, right off at the edge of the ship channel here, and all going all the way up to Violet, you know, and you can go fish those drains and little trinosas and what have you, and catch and catch bass along with your uh, with your speckled trout, your redfish, or your sheephead, or whatever. You know, um, you know, we've seen a lot more uh, bass and uh, freshwater catfish. You know, I've never seen that much kind, of, you know, that much bass around here in my life. So, you know, I know it, it's made a big, big difference. I've watched people in kayaks just come along this bayou here, and, you know, and fish the grass, grass on uh, on the other side of the um, on the other side of the bayou, you know, and flipping baits along there and and just wear them out, you know, <laughs> up under these boat slips. Um, I saw that on TV before, but I've never seen it in you know in in real time, and it happens, man. They got a lot of bass around here. I, you never dreamed they had this much this much bass around here, and I thought, look, I said, well, after Hurricane Ida, I said, well, that's going to be the end of the bass fishing, and lo and behold, we still got them. So, you know, yeah, it makes a big difference when you come down here and you, you know, and you might not catch your lemon speckled trout, but you could go catch some ditch pickles and 
You look, everything makes the uh, pot stink, so you know what? <laughs> it is what it is. You allow 10, so, man, that's a, you know, that's a good number. Yeah, they welcome in my ice chest anytime, I can tell you that. Well, Robbie, uh, thanks for all the information. We appreciate it, and, uh, you know, let people know if you got some bait and, you know, be careful if they're headed out there. This is one of those days, hypothermia season, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, Don, we hadn't had live bait in a the in a week, so uh, Michael went and they, uh, you know, we caught a bunch, but man, we put them in the tanks and they, you know, this cold weather, man, it just it they just don't do good in this cold weather. So we're just gonna wait for it to warm back up and then we'll go try it again. But uh, we do have, you know, we we got that dead bait that we package away every, uh, you know, every fall, so we have that. So um, <clears throat> and then we do have some minnows left. Uh, I had a guy catch some, so I, I hadn't seen those in quite a while either. But we do have some live minnows. So, look, if you're coming down to St. Bernard, hook the left at the bridge and come on down and see us. There you go. Hook the left. Thank you, Rob. We'll see you next week, buddy. All right. Okay, Don. Talk to you later, guys. Bye-bye. There you go. It was Robbie Campo, Campos Marina in Shell Beach. When we come back, Keith Lush is going to join us. North Shore Fishing Report. He uh, did a survey about bass fishing, uh, the frequency of catching bass, about the number of bass, the size of the bass. Pretty interesting stuff on the results. He'll join us to talk about that. And also, Robbie mentioned they were spared Hurricane Ida with a fish kill. Well, a lot of areas were not. Uh, Wildlife and Fisheries announced the statistics on what they estimate to be the kill resulting from Hurricane Ida. I'll share that with you. Also got a bad boy story. And, hey, if you're in the Mandeville area, come by and say hello. We're at Martian Bayou Outfitters right here in Mandeville on Florida Street. We're going to be here for the whole two hours. And they got a special spring fling event going on until 5 o'clock. We're back right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we have uh, some text messages coming in. If you'd like to shoot us one, it's 504-260-187. If you want to stop by, grab a cup of coffee and register for some of these great prizes and take advantage of the deals. We're at Marsh and Butters in Mandeville. It's a spring fling event going on till 5 o'clock today. So if you get a chance, come on by. going to have some of the charter guides and captains here to talk with you. And also, uh, if you need any equipment, you can certainly get it taken care of here. All right, here's one from Eric in uh, the Abita Hunting Club. He's on his last weekend in the deer stand. And uh, asking fishermen, if you're going, be careful on that water. Good suggestion. Uh, Todd up in Washington Parish has a question. Any idea why those birds, the big robins, haven't shown up? I haven't seen but a handful here. Uh, robins migrate, and, the, you know, the cold temperature determines their 
their appearance. Uh, sometimes they come early, sometimes they come late, sometimes you don't see them. I have seen more robins this year than I have seen in a lot of years, and they, they actually came down a little bit later this year, which has been the trend, but uh, so far that's been the story. Uh, we also have, uh, let's see, who is this headed down to do some duck hunting in Johnson Bayou? Getting them at first light because they've been flying out uh, early their way. Good luck to all, as always, and safety first. Good reminder. All right, we got some more texts coming in. If you want to shoot us one, it's 504-260-1870 is our text line. Joining us is Keith Lusher from the North Shore Fishing Report. A lot of you know Keith uh, did a show uh, following this show for a number of years. He's got a website concentrating on the North Shore. Uh, Keith, you put together uh, a, a marsh bass survey, and you put this out to the viewers and readers on your webpage. Tell us uh, how it was structured, and what did you find out on the results? Well, some pretty interesting uh, things I found out, Don. Uh, we, we conducted the survey for three months from October to January. Uh, we got a total of 380 uh, anglers that were that answered the survey, and uh, I just wanted to put together some hard figures and, and get a get a feel of, of where the direction of, of this marsh bass are going because, you know, we've seen an increase. We all know that the marsh bass are increasing, but uh, as far as the, you know, the numbers, the size, I, I, I'm getting some reports that the, the size is definitely increasing. So uh, some interesting results, though, but uh, the main thing I came away with is uh, is that the, let's see, I, I'll get to some of the numbers here, and that's, uh, so, so what would you think the largest uh, marsh bass was caught. So this is 380. Uh, you know, four, five pounds would be a really big lunker. Okay, we got 1%. Let's start at the bottom. Seven to eight pounds, 1% of 380. That's two mm-hmm. uh, caught that. And then six to seven pounds, 11 guys caught that. Wow. That's 3%. So that's, can you imagine six to seven <laughs> pounder? That's, that's big. You must think you have a redfish on the line there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's six, 67 out of 380. So that's 17%. Say so they caught a five to six pound bass in mm-hmm. the marsh. So in the majority leading the way is is a uh, four to five pounds. So that's that's 380, and uh, this is an anonymous poll. So I don't right. think they would have any any reason to brag. So sure. you got to take the numbers at what it's worth. But uh, some some other points I don't want to get too too far deep into this. But uh, the, the the question was asked: the bass in southeast Louisiana marshes in the last five years have increased in size, stayed the same, or decreased in size. And the leader was 58% said stayed the same. So I was thinking that would might show an increase, but mm-hmm. um, 58% said they stayed the same, 35% said they increased in time, size. And another, another major thing we learned is uh, the population of marsh bass in southeast Louisiana in the last five years has 260 out of 380 increased in numbers. That's 68% says increase in numbers. So that's no surprise there. So, What waters were, were, were the U.S. for these fishermen uh, report the, from? The qualifier was at least 1%, uh, one part per thousand of salinity. So mm-hmm. so I figure if anything with one part per thousand shows a mixing of, of a saltwater marsh with a freshwater. So. Were there any surprises that you found when the results came in? I, I was surprised by the big fish that you talked about. I never suspect that many big bass would be pulled from the marsh areas. That didn't surprise me so so much as I, I thought the, the you know the the size of the bass question would would have uh, would have been increased in size more, but mm-hmm. stayed the same was fifty eight percent. So half a little bit over half said uh, the size stayed the same. Uh, I got a, a good. I learned more on the comments from the guys. I put a, a comment board mm-hmm. underneath and uh 
just some very interesting uh, a lot of people think that these hurricanes blow through and that'll reset the bass population either run them out kill them or rather because of salinity but they're hardly noticing any any changes with these not the significant hurricanes but the storms that push mm-hmm. you know a five mm-hmm. to ten foot surge yeah that's salt water coming exactly. in exactly it really doesn't have any effect they don't mm-hmm. see it so they must find places to go now when i come back i'm going to talk about hurricane ida's impact and it did have one on fish where the, the, the storm passed directly over those areas but uh over this way on the eastern part of the state was pretty much spared where can people see your entire survey and the results i'll head on over to northshorefishingreport.com and right on the the front page, you can see a link to the uh, to the survey, marsh bass survey. It's got a beautiful marsh on the on the cover and a bass on there. So yeah, it's not a scientific format that you use, but it's better evidence than what we've been hearing. You know, everybody says it; it's empirical evidence. People go out, they're catching more bass. Robbie Campo reports it. Mike Gallo, who fishes a lot of salt water, he has now included a lot of bass in his catches with his customers, and we'll talk to him a little bit more about it. But uh, you know, it's good to know that the fishermen are there and that the bass. And the best news is we got another species that can be added without, you know, into your limit when you fish in those areas. Well, you know, we have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. <laughs> now we got a plan D. And it's looking like with Lake Pontchartrain and then the blue cats that are, that are yeah. man, I tell you what, might have all kind of options here in southeast Well, let's Louisiana. hope we don't lose any more of our speckled trout, redfish, flounder, drum, too, because that's very important to the area. Well, Keith, thanks so much, and good to see you. Stop by good here anytime. Good to see time. you, too, Don. Beautiful place here, Martian Bayou. It certainly is. All right, I want to invite you to come by. We'll be broadcast until 7. Stores open till 5, and they've got a spring fling event going on, some deals and register for some prizes, including that St. Hubert's print, the prayer to the patron saint of hunters. We got one of those for you. You can sign up. You may be the lucky winner. We'll be right back and get to some more of your text messages and talk about Hurricane Ida's impact on the freshwater fisheries. Right after this, you're listening to a live broadcast from March and Bayou Outfitters, Florida Street in Mandeville. It's the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, I got some text messages in we'll share with you. JB is going to chase woodcock in Point Capi. Good luck to you, JB. This has been the best woodcock season I have had in years. The dogs are loving it. We uh, shot another four-man limit this week over in the basin. Uh, Several other areas reporting woodcock, and the question is, if it's cold enough to send woodcock south, where are the ducks? All right, we have Elliot from Thibodeau. He wants to remind everyone that bank fishes down at Point Shen WMA below Homa Keep the banks clean, take your trash home, dispose of it, keep it clean for everyone. Uh, that's some very good advice. All right, we also have, uh, let's see, okay, we got Eric is in the deer stand still. All right, if you want to send us a text, it's 504-260-1870. When I come back after this quick station identification pause, I'm going to give you the rundown, the estimated fish kill as a result of Hurricane Ida. We're back with that. After we let our local stations identify along the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. This week, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries released their estimated fish kill as a result of Hurricane Ida, which hit August 29th. They estimate that approximately 280 million fish were killed in an area of about 1.8 million acres. Now, they did note that there's no way to know exactly how many fish were killed, but they gave them up with an estimate using the factors of wetland maps, the known extent of fish kills, historic fishery sample using rotenone, which is a uh, toxin that basically removes the oxygen from the water, which happens during these storms, and the expert opinion regarding the severity of the kills. If this is accurate, 
To put it in perspective, following Hurricane Andrew, which came right up the Atchafalaya Basin, uh, they killed 200 200 million fish. This is 80 million more, and they don't have a species breakdown, but it's primarily freshwater fish and uh, empirical evidence from the fishermen that fish in places like the Tikvah, the Tangipaho, areas down south of there where the heart of that storm hit. uh, That probably is uh, accurate. Uh, There was, of course, some... Low oxygen conditions for almost a month after the storm. Some other areas recovered quicker. Uh, All the fish kills that were reported, except for one near Gibson, were in areas that had hurricane-force winds. Lake Maurepas was particularly hard hit, but Lake Pontchartrain, east bank of New Orleans, those fish populations were largely spared to the east, so it was pretty much contained to the heart of the storm's passing. Uh, Now, Here's what they estimate will happen from experience from previous storms. Uh, Generally, the catchable fish are going to be scarce for about a year following those fish kills. Waters that experience massive fish kills often have some areas that are spared. And the following spring, they will spawn with extremely high success rates. That's going to be this time of the year. And because of this, they generally witness increased numbers in growth rates of fish populations across the board. That includes sport fish. And that pattern, excuse me, has been documented in the aftermath of several large storms that have taken place over the last hundred years. So the good, the bad news is those areas like Tikfar, Tangipaho areas to the south for a while are going to be a little bit off. But when they come back, they'll come back stronger than ever. And that is some good news. All right. Also, I want to remind you, we've got uh, Gunning for a Cure is coming up. This is going to take place on March the 12th, but they're taking registrations now. Uh, Get your 14 member together. You don't have to be a great shot. This is a benefit for prostate cancer research, and it's been going on now, I don't know, probably five, six years. Uh, We've got a team that will be out there, come out there and see us and say hello. Uh, It's going to be March 12th, and the schedule is they serve a little breakfast at 8, then they start the competition at 9. They have a luncheon, a reception, an auction. They give away prizes from noon to 5 o'clock. It's at Stella Events and Adventures in Braithwaite over there on the East Bank in Plaquemines Parish. Beautiful place. It's a good setting and a great time. Uh, Get your group together. Four will make a team and come on out, shoot a little bit, get some gun practice in, and uh, raise some very badly needed funds for prostate cancer research. All right, we come back after this. We got uh, some more text messages coming in. We're at Martian Bayou Outfitters here in Florida Street in Mandeville. It's a spring fling event. We'll be back to tell you more about it right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, welcome back. We're at Martian Bayou Outfitters. It's a spring fling event. We're on Florida Street in Mandeville. Come on by. The store is open. Going to be here till 5 p.m. You can meet some charter captains, take advantage of some super deals, and we've got a lot of prizes for you to register, too. Uh, here's a text comes in. says, Good morning, Radio World. Remind everyone, Bayou Wild Season 8 starts this week. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or go to BayouWildTV.com to keep up with the fun and find the stations where we air. And just giving you a little pun, this week has been uh, the Wicked Fishing Charters trip. They called it Wicked and Wild Slam with Captain Andy Jones. In fact, he's going to be here at the store a little bit later on. We'll chat with him. But coming up on Season 8, the new season, the first one is One Shot Boone. It's a hunt of a lifetime Axis deer with seven-year-old cancer victim Boone Hoops. And this little guy did a number. Great show. I really enjoyed working on that. And then after that will be It's Raining Geese and Arkansas. 
there in Cajun Invasion with Duck Down Guide Service. Uh, then Fishing in a Vanishing Paradise uh, and the Mr. Go. Uh, John Fultz does his famous black-eyed pea shrimp season uh, recipe there. And then one that we worked on last week, Miss Louisiana. Casting is a blast. We did a hunt with her in Hackberry. She shot her first Drake pintail which will be mounted, by the way, and slaughtered the redfish, a little hackberry redfishing trip, and my recipe for cooking black and redfish. Then we've got uh, calling champion, world champion Hayden Richard. We did a goose hunt with him. Uh, Betsy the Wonder Dog. If you're a dog lover, uh, you're going to love this story about my nieces and nephews and their attachment and uh, what this dog went through and what it's doing now. Make sure you watch that one. Bison, Badlands, and Brotherhood. That was a trip to uh, South Dakota for some pheasant hunting and some uh, sightseeing. That's a great show. And then uh, Martha Spencer and Chris LeCock went out to San Diego and went for a Pacific Ocean sword fight. And uh, we think we know who won that one. Anyway, check it out, BayouWildTV.com. You can find all the listings, or you can always watch it on YouTube. All right, we're here at the Spring Fling. Ben Tiblier, the owner here at the store, is with us. And, Ben, uh, boy, I got a question from one of our listeners, and he said he was thinking about going to hunt the mudflats in Pearl River. I think he meant he's going fishing. I don't think he's actually hunting. And he said when the water starts to rise, he wanted to get some thoughts on doing that. Uh, what would you suggest on a Pearl River trip on a day like today? Honest, it, it, It's a cold one. It's going to be rough out there, that's for sure. Um I mean, you got to find those fish that are going to be piled up, you know. They're going to be probably in deep little cuts. Deep water, that's what they're going to do. Fish them slow. I know, you know, most people are running slow when they're Mm -hmm. cold like this, so they're going to be running slow, so you fish those baits pretty slow, and... I think you'll find some you'll find some bass and some redfish for sure. Downsize maybe, lighten up your line, you know, a little bit more sensitive. And uh, but you know, you, I think especially when the water starts to warm up from the sun when it hits it, because it's supposed to be some sunlight today. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see, and then you get out. But I mean, if you want to go, do it if you got the time. Okay. What baits do you sell here mostly for fishing? People who fish the pearl for for freshwater fish. What's been a popular bait? Chatter baits. Chatter. Oh, I love yeah. to fish those. Chatter baits, spinner baits are very popular. Always, and they're popular because they 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 just cross over for redfish, bass, mm-hmm. trout will even hit them, you know. Yeah, it'll be a while before the top water start working, but uh, those sure. frogs, that scum frog, is always a good bait to use there. Uh, the worm, I mean, I, I think there's probably been more bass caught in history on the plastic worm than any other bait. I, th- I think you're right. You could always tell when people come in here that have been fishing for a long time. You know, there's old timers. They come in and they they have probably three different colors they like, and mm-hmm. it's, that's just all they use. You know, the the advantage of being a, a small well, privately owned tackle store as opposed to the big boxes gives you an advantage on getting some things that it's hard to find and you guys have expanded your your you know you got a nice line of clothing here but also you got kayaks too yeah we have kayaks you know it's it's hard to get product right now just like everybody's having the same issue so kayaks are a little tough but yeah we just keep expanding that's all we can do you know we really want to focus on the fishing you know and some light hunting you know some stuff for duck hunting and you know maybe a little deer hunting here and there but fishing's primarily where we are with freshwater and our inshore fishery we're going to expand our uh, saltwater as well i mean our offshore as well Mm -hmm. and of course we talked a little bit about the fly fishing Mm -hmm. uh how do you see fly fishing do you think there's more people getting into it fewer people how's it i think what's going on is that you know if you remember, and I know you do, when sight casting redfish started to get real popular, mm-hmm. you know, say 10 years ago, I think it's just the next step with that. You know, people got into those ponds, they started sight fishing for these things, they could see them, they, it's an awesome, awesome to watch, and then it's just the next step. You know, you get that fly rod in, and once you catch one on a fly rod, 
it's a good time. So yeah, we're definitely seeing it more popular, and um, it doesn't take much. You know, you come in, you don't need this extravagant and expensive setup. You can just get something middle of the line and, and have a blast. Really. Yeah, and you know the wildlife and fisheries is doing a lot of stocking in these ponds where people can go out and fly fish. They put the rainbow trout in. That's yep. a great fish to, to fly fish for. But I don't think you can beat the strike of a redfish on a fly. It's, when it takes off and that reel starts spinning and you hear that, that is incredible. It's, it's definitely tough to beat, that is for sure. All it, right. All right, well, come on by and see us. Ben Tiblier, he's here, one of the owners. Uh, sooner or later, we're going to wake Chris up, your brother. I don't know we'll where him. he is. Oh, he'll be around. He'll be we'll around get him here. here. You can come out and see him and meet some of the captains. I see Captain Andy Jones from Wicked uh, Fishing Charters is here. We'll be chatting with him. Oh, boy. I got somebody texting me. He said, I sure would like to have a bowl of them Robin Gumbo. My mamma used to cook some good stuff. Bless her. That's Big Mike uh, in a cold Bayou Liberty. Well, <laughs> I don't know. They tell me, and this is, uh, you know, by second hand, that robins are pretty good eating, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they're not legal, but <clears throat> a lot of people used to eat them. All right, we'll be right back after this. <clears throat> We're going to talk to Darrell Carpenter, get a Grand Isle update, find out what's happening on the big island. I understand Elmer's Island is reopening soon. We'll be back to talk with him about that on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And let's check in with Captain Daryl Carpenter, RealScreamers.com, updating us on the Grand Isle area. And, Daryl, what's happening this week besides cold weather? Oh, Don. Yeah, it's a two-blanket morning. Um, <laughs> or three-dog night. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it's been kind of rough. I mean, this this week, I mean, with all the weather and stuff, you know, the consistent low tides and everything, it's kind of started muddying things up. You know, we were astounded at the amount of – clean water that we were able to find and, you know, how clean it was staying after these last few fronts. But, you know, with the, with the constant low water and these fronts coming in at high wind, you know, it just, it's, it's kind of muddy things up. And I mean, Lord, if you look at all the conditions we're facing this morning, you, the water temperature took a nosedive with this one. I mean, the water temperature is down in the forties, the barometric pressure, you know, I, I don't believe it fools with saltwater fish as much as it does with freshwater fish. But when it gets up high enough, and this morning it's up around that 1030 level, you know, I just, uh, your conditions just ain't real good for going out there and freezing your butt off, you know, throwing a rod. Um, you know, around Grand Isle in our area, I would say if anything, it's going to be that, I mean, the side of the road has had just a fantastic year. It's what the second year in a row is having a fantastic year. I would forgo the boat today, you know, real low water, cold and everything. And I would just, I'd have that truck sitting behind me where I could jump in it every now and then and stay warm. And if you got to go, just go hit those low you know, those real deep holes on the side of the road, fish them low and slow until that sun comes out later this evening, maybe. Um, we're at low tide right now, so it should start coming back up, so it'll get you a little bit of water later in the day. But uh, I just, man, I'd do the honeydews. I'd fix the boat. I'd, I'd do something other than, other than go out there and run around in a boat today. Gotcha. Yeah, bank fishing's been big. Uh, Daryl, give me a, your estimation on on how the uh, low pressure for fishermen and fishing is going to affect the the bite this year. You know, a lot of the marinas have been closed. The people that regularly run charters, like yourself and some of the other people, have not been out there. Do you think that little bit of a reprieve on the fish is really going to get things uh, popping when everybody gets back out there this spring? Well, Don, if you, you know, we we had a late winter. Okay, it stayed warm. 
So I mean, you got to you got to figure that plays into it too. But if you look at the things like you you know you have Mitch on periodically, Empire wasn't as affected. Uh, you know their their services and all were still there, and a lot of people are fishing out of Empire, and that bite went on well into the fall, even after the storm. And you know the fish were they were bringing in really good numbers and really good size of fish. Um, I think. And I and I think this lack of effort is going to be there for a few years. There were just so many boats left, so much property damage that people have other things on their mind. I think it's going to be good. Uh, I mean, you know, the the fish kills were mostly in fresh water. We had a lot of fish kill up around Lafitte. That wasn't a hypoxia issue. That was, you know, the the storm surge pushed them behind levees, and then when that water finally receded, those fish just just died. I mean, they had no water to swim in. Um, but I, I really, I am looking for a whole lot less pressure, and I'm looking. And me and another guy were talking about it the other day, and we're anticipating it's going to be one of those days, one of those years that when you find a school of fish, you're going to better sit there and work on them. It's not going to be like you got ten boats running up on you scattering them. You're going to be able to sit there and work your school until that school is done or moves on. So we're anticipating a really good year, and we are now booking trips, you know, starting March 1st. And people that have not been down there since the storm, how are they going to find the marsh changed? Some people have to relearn it. Their areas may not be look at all like what they used to be. Well, I mean, you look at, you know, I mean, my average, I'm spending 140, 160 days or more. You know, that's that's kind of my minimum on the water. And I'm anticipating it's going to take me a good year to relearn it. it in some areas, it's changed that much. Um, I anticipate, you know, in the, in, uh, you know the, way I, the, the way I think I would do it if I was a purely recreational fisherman, take, take some of the area that you really love to fish and start making your little circle. And just start relearn that, you know, relearn that area, and then just start working out a little bit because it's going to take, depending on which area it was and how hard it was affected, because there were some areas that were just decimated and some looked the same as it did before the storm. But I would start in a central area and just start working, slowly working my way out as I spent time on the water, because this, I mean, those of us that stay on the water all the time, it's going to take us a year or better to to relearn every, you know, I say everything all the areas we're accustomed to. Yeah, uh, and there's some good news. They're reopening Elmer's Island on February the 4th, so people will be able to get back there and resume fishing off that beach there. And uh, there's, there's some great fishing over there and crabbing and beachcombing, oh, yeah. so it's good news that that's going to be reopened. And from what I saw, for, okay, from what I saw, they, they, they had some contractors in there. They did a lot of work on that road. Uh, people ought to be really amazed on what that road's going to look like. Uh, one thing I did have a meeting with some folks last night or, or this week over at the Capitol. And just as a snippet, I didn't get a whole lot of details. Um, the, I don't think the shuttle service is going to be there for a while. So, I got you. so just, they should be prepared that the shuttle service will not be there. I get some exercise. All right. Real That's Daryl Carpenter. Thank you, Daryl. We'll catch up with you again next week. And coming up after the top of the hour, we're going to talk to Captain Andy Jones, Mike Gallo, also Eric Mohabarak and Ryan Lambert on the. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 